did you step away from the microphone so you'll be listening to this later? Mm -hmm. Now go ahead. I'll cut that out. Hi, welcome back to Not This Other Gentleman. I'm Ricky. I'm Sean. Let me say this, man. The the biggest news I have for this week. Yesterday, we received 57 listens to our podcast in a single day. Thank you to all those who listened. It, it just, wow. Incredible. 57 in a day is a record for us. Very incredible. We appreciate it so much. Keep sharing. Keep telling your friends about it. And we will do our best to keep giving you a great product. Right. We do appreciate that. Get it started off. I finished Iron Fist. Okay. So, and, and, and it's been long enough that we're, we're going to have a proper discussion about this. And did it deserve the, the ridicule and the, what would you say, that it even received some hate, would you say, that it, uh, had going with it. I, I don't think it deserved it. Well, where did where did you end up sitting on Iron Fist? Look, in my run of Netflix Marvel, I'm going to put him number two. Now, I'll say this. Does that mean that I believe his show is number two in the order of properly telling a story that would be entertaining and, you know, for, for the public? Probably not. I, I would say Jessica Jones is probably the second best series for me with Iron Fist and Luke Cage fighting for that third position. And I'm going to, I may go ahead and give it to Iron Fist just because of the drop off in that second half of Luke Cage, where I don't know, the last, until you get to the last two episodes, that post episode five to like eight was really a struggle and kind of boring. And I believe that made it a little bit less appealing to me than maybe some of the shoddy writing that was in Iron Fist. Let me talk about Iron Fist a little. Um, I just finished Iron Fist because it was a little hard to get through. I really did like uh, the character of Danny Rand. Love Colleen Wing. I even I even liked Ward. Ward? Uh, Dude, Ward's one of my favorites. I'll wait till you finish your part, but I'll... I well, it, sa- it sounds that. like you're not going to, but okay. <laughs> go, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's all right. Ward was okay. Um, Danny's buddy from from Kulon, whatever. And uh, he, he was fine. And the series... Uh, let's go into it proper. So, the writing on the series isn't that smart it it wasn't great for me it didn't hold up it seemed to flounder a lot they didn't know what to say i mean the actors were doing a good job don't get me wrong uh, in, in the acting you know part getting those characters across everything was fine all, all the all the actors were fine on doing their character their lines they were given the storyline they were working out the scenes that were set up I did not enjoy this story because of the writing and and the direction. Whereas 
Daredevil, the writing and direction were spot on. I don't know how they could have been better. I can imagine Iron Fist being a lot better. The whole three first ep episode arc about Danny being crazy didn't need that at all. At all. The boardroom scenes, I, I could have done with two boardroom scenes. One where Danny first gets introduced to the board and two where Danny does his, nope, we're going to sell it at cost thing. That's it. That's the last time I need to see a damn boardroom in my superhero kung fu action series. And speaking of kung fu, if this was on the CW and it was a DC show, it would be just fine. It would be, it'd be right there with Arrow. But the pedigree this show stepped into is way above its weight class. Daredevil, second season of Daredevil, the fighting was amazing. The choreography was amazing. I mean, there's a show on TV right now called Into the Badlands where they do kung fu, karate, you know, martial arts every week and nail it. Nail it with precision. Do some amazing things. They have stated actors and actresses that do not practice the martial arts that on the show they get away with it because they do so much preparation, so much choreography, and so much work with it. Iron Fist himself, Danny Rand, stated in an interview that they have like 15 minutes to prepare the shots and stuff, which, you know, they did not do that on Daredevil. How they, the the circumstances that led up to this being the hurry up and go, we've got to get this out there, I didn't think Marvel would do that. This is my first miss for Marvel, is what I'm going to say. That's Ooh. not the, That's not to say that I did not enjoy the show, that I did not appreciate Seeing Iron Fist out there, part of the Defenders, all that, all that's fine. But this show, critically, is not a win for Marvel. It is, it is subpar for the Netflix pedigree. Oh wow, wow! See, all right. Here, here's the thing. I enjoyed this show on the whole, and I thought the other story arcs, other than Danny's were just as interesting. No, no, I agree with that. Uh, that's one thing that a like, lot of people are like, saying that they didn't they didn't like it all. They wanted fighty fighty Danny Danny and they said everything else was crap. And I was like, no wait a minute. I enjoyed Joy and Ward's arc. Oh, I, I thought their arc Ward as by himself, his arc from just I mean, he is still a bad person. Don't get me wrong. He is not somebody I think I would trust if my life depended on it. But I I think Ward made a great arc through the show. And I, I enjoyed his character. And I thought Joy's character was great as well. It There was just... Mm. And, and Colleen Wing, perfect story arc. I, I loved her, her story. I like... I cannot wait for Danny and Matt Murdock to start talking things out. This dude, I don't know. Maybe I'm just a total fanboy on stuff like that, but I thought it was definitely better than the fight choreography was better than that of Luke Cage because because no, I, I dis I disagree with that. But see, you're talking about two totally different styles. You're talking about a style of finesse and precision and accuracy that probably takes a lot longer to look great than you know luke cage's straight brute force right right and that's the reason i i, I agree with I, I disagree with that because um 
you know, Luke Cage looked, when he fought, he fought real. I mean, it was just a street fighter, a super strong street fighter, but, you know, that's not too hard to pull across. Now, Finn Jones supposed to be this amazing martial art, one of the best martial artists in the Marvel Universe, was not presented on that screen. And there's no way you could convince me otherwise. I mean, ugh. I, I think, I, you know what? They can play this so that it's perfect. He's he, This whole show, he kind of doubted himself. Maybe he wasn't living up to his own expectations or anything. And they can play that into the Defenders to where now that he has more time, uh, Finn Jones will be able to perfect it and make it look ten times better when we see the Defenders. Well, I can I, I know this. I can brush this off if defenders they've taken their time and they do stuff right like they did with Daredevil. That that's fine. But I, I hate that I have to brush it off. Like David Wenham, uh Faramir as the dad, he he was directed for crap. His scenes weren't any good. None of his stuff came every time I looked at it it was like, "Oh, he's just chewing scenery." That's all he was doing. Uh Gal was great. Rosario was great. Now the the Sand Snake, uh, Colleen, what's Jessica Hemwick? I, I, she was she was absolutely great. She was really good. But the story pissed me off that they were how they did the hand. There's no good version it. of the hand. I did not. I, I, oh no no! I think that's the that. thing. I don't think there was a good version of the hand. I think he was he was just as evil. He just had different intentions. I think that Colleen was deceived by the hand in the same way as... Well, you can't say in the same way as Elektra. Right. Well, I mean, here's the whole point, though. The hand looked nothing like the hand. Like, the hand in Daredevil is ninjas. The hand here is not ninjas. They're not even... They're not even... Of course, they're not even fighting on the level of Daredevil because nobody's... uh, Once again, the fighting was horrible. Let me just say, let me say, my favorite fight scene is the Colleen Wing fight scene in the rain. The lighting on that fight was just incredible. I found that clip on YouTube. I've watched it over and over. I thought it was a great fight scene. I think you've got rose-colored goggles on, but other than that. Oh, my God. Oh, let's, let's, let's go. Let's, let's. <laughs> you you want to, oh, we're going to throw down here next time I see you. Oh. I'm just saying. Anyway, I got it done. I'm glad I watched it. It's it's fourth on my list. Oh my god! But I'm pumped to see Defenders. So that's oh yeah, that's where Defenders. that lands. And you see, uh, I guess we found out officially this the Punisher series upcoming will be the first one without Rosario Dawson. No Claire. I'm fine with that. And- yeah, yeah, I'm fine with it as well. I cannot wait. I don't think I don't think series. she'd want to be around for what's going to happen in that series. It's going to be incredible, and I'm going to love every moment of it. I guarantee you that. Now, I wanted to touch on and expand a bit of news from what we talked about last week. And this is also something I mentioned, because we yep. talked about Nintendo canceling the uh, NES Mini, which has a lot of people up in arms. Everybody's talking about this. It blew up way more than what I was expecting. Rumors are flying around. In fact, uh, Eurogamer and a couple of other articles that I found in the past week are mentioning that sources are telling them that uh, Nintendo is ramping up production on a SNES Mini for uh, Christmas release this year. 
which here's the part that pisses me off about that. If this is true, this is exactly what I talked about last week. They should state this in a press release. We are shutting down production on the NES Mini so we can bring you a better product. And here it comes. This is what it perfect time to roll that out. Perfect time to do damage control. But they're not going to do yeah. that because it's Nintendo. I don't understand that. They they purposely or or they don't really purposely withhold information. They just don't say anything. And it brings them a lot of hate because they're not involved with the public as much as the other game systems are. Right, and they did state that they never intended the NES Mini to be a permanent product. Well, I, they're going for 4 to 500 dollars on eBay. You might want to look at that. One of these could be in every household in America. Yeah. How how do you say no to that? How do you go, hey guys, I don't think that we should pull on this particular string. Let's do something else. But I am happy to hear that there's a possibility of the SNES Mini. Um, game. I'll be buying that. Absolutely. What games do you want to see on that? Oh my goodness. Uh, well, I, I need I need my Street Fighter. F Zero. Need some F Zero. What's the Zelda some... game that was on the uh, Super? Oh my God! You're gonna ask me to figure out what Zelda is on what system? My goodness. <laughs> well, Donkey Kong Country. You got your Super Mario yeah. uh, All Stars, uh, Super Mario World, Super Metroid, uh, Mario Kart, oh, Star Fox. Dude. You know, th- there's a plethora of Nintendo-owned stuff that would go on this. And if oh, yeah. they and if they even pulled like the uh, uh, Square stuff, like. Uh, Chrono Trigger, or Ooh. Now, uh, now you're talking. Yeah, I think you're in Dreamland now. Well, uh, that Final Fantasy was on the Nintendo. Why would they not do? Yeah. Okay. Okay. You know, if you put that on there, you need Final Fantasy. Let's see. What could you put on there? Four. Don't ask me the weird numbering they did because of over here and over there. I, I don't have a clue. Yeah. Oh, well, I can't wait to see it, and I will be purchasing this one. I'll make sure it's going to happen. Yeah, I think everybody will (laughs) pre-order. Yeah, pre-order for this. No problem. Pre-order your SNES Mini, guys. Do it now, Uh, even when they don't exist. Now, Sean, you had a question. A question. I had discussed getting a new phone, and let me just say, I got my new Galaxy S8 Plus, and I freaking love this phone. I love it. It is incredible. It is my new baby. And people can say what they want. Uh, One thing I want to address is there's a lot of YouTubers that are saying that the fingerprint scanner is in a bad position if you have small hands. I have no problem touching this fingerprint scanner. And I have the S8 Plus. It is just fine. Don't believe the hype. Actually go out and grab the phone. Hold it yourself. There's no problems with it whatsoever. I like the fact that you merely implied that you have small hands and did not overtly state it. I love it. <laughs> well, I got huge you know. hands. Huge. They're huge. No, I uh, look, look. <laughs> you, you, I don't. I'm not the Burger King guy. <laughs> but I, I got don't, these. I, I've got these tiny hands. I'm not the Burger King guy. No, my question was, what was your favorite non-smartphone? Now, we discussed before that uh, I, I have a limited uh, idea about this because I didn't get a smartphone until... Or I didn't get a cell phone until 2003. But 
I do have an answer to this. I had a uh, slider Nokia, you know, where uh, the screen and the and the thing slide, the numbers slide like it. It's two stacked pieces and they slide apart, and you reveal yes. the phone. I like that thing. That was fun. That was kind of my Star Trek communicator experience with that one. Now my wife had a had a phone years ago. Like she had the actual StarTac flip phone. Oh wow, nice. Yeah. The the Motorola. Yeah. Yeah, that was my first phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite would have to be the old Nokia candy bars, though. I thought you were gonna. I knew. You, I thought you were gonna say a razor. <laughs> oh, I never had a razor. Honestly, I had Nokia's. Remember, because all I did was play Snake. <laughs> I mean, I I love that thing, man. The old Nokia candy bars. Funny story that I'll, I'll throw about this is they are so rugged and tough, and they just would take anything that my brother hated having a cell phone. He hated it. So on his honeymoon, he thought, this is a good idea. I'm going to get rid of my cell phone. He purposely threw his cell phone out on the teacups at Disney World. It survived. They found it and mailed it back to him in an envelope, and it still worked. Nice. Yes. No, dude, that, that was just a quick question I had was, what was your favorite non-smartphone? Uh, I, I'm i just saying, man, I, I'm freaking loving my phone right now. I, I'm geeking out about it, and I had to throw it in there. You, I know you were giving me crap about talking about my phone on the podcast, but this is amazing, and I love it. And we're going to hear about it again once you get your VR stuff in. Oh, absolutely. That I will be talking about. I already uh, submitted my package, and it has been approved. And hopefully, I, th- I think it's supposed to take six to eight weeks to receive everything. But I already have an order confirmation, so I may get it sooner. I don't know. Maybe, so, maybe it should do an unboxing. <laughs> I can do that. I can do that. that. Let me let me say something. Uh, back on track, going through our news and stuff. There was a trailer we all got to see this weekend or this week for Cloak and Dagger. Now that is going on. What channel is it? Freeform. Freeform. Yes. I remember I had that on Sling TV, Freeform. I watched this. Who? What is the parent company of Freeform? Because this looks very WB. Um, it used to be ABC Family. Okay, so it's okay. So it's ABC Family. They're they're the same thing, man. In my book, so that's the same ones that do all the Pretty Little Liars and crap like that. Yeah. Okay, so I I totally get it. It uh. Careful, you'll get us more listeners talking about Pretty Little Liars. I don't know how, but it's a thing. <laughs> Dude, don't don't get me started. Michelle <laughs> loves that. No, no, Michelle I got, loves that I got show. two people at work that bothered the hell out of me about watching Pretty Little Liars, and I'm like, no, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Leave me alone. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm going to stay in the dark on that one. But... The, what'd you think of this trailer? It, it looked okay. I... I can see the story they're going to... I see the path they're going to take to tell this story. Um, I, I, don't I didn't know. see I don't any... Know. You know, I saw a light dagger. That's what I saw. I saw a pretty girl and, you know, a nice-looking kid and 
Not really any powers except for glowing daggers, so I don't know. It's a wait and see for me. If it gets good reviews, I'll, you know, I'll jump on board. And it could be, if it's something like Legion, I mean, if it's just out the gate, amazing, then yeah, yeah. Which, I need to finish watching. I've got, I, I, I signed back up for Hulu. And all of Legion's on there, and I need to I need to dive back in. Oh my god! Oh yeah, I'm so, I'm a few so excited. Behind myself. But speaking of uh, Legion, Marvel, and some Fox news release dates. Yeah, some dude. very uh, anticipated a week uh, release dates. New Mutants movie, April thirteenth, twenty eighteen. Deadpool two, June first, twenty eighteen, and Dark Phoenix, the X the next X Men movie on November second, twenty eighteen. Uh, how do those strike you? I'm I'm amazed. They listen. Somebody has been reading a few Marvel or watching a few Marvel movies and learning. Hey, three movies a year. If we can make them all good, bam! They've set the they've set it all straight. You know. I mean, if you talk about seriously, they pull off all three of these movies next year. They're they have righted their ship. It will all be great. Now, do I think they can do that? We've seen Dark Phoenix before. We've seen it kind of flop. We've seen it flop hard. It was bad. <laughs> I, I, I don't know, man. That That's a huge undertaking. I, I think New Mutants is the, the one that will really surprise people <coughs> and probably be a great movie. Deadpool 2 will kill it no matter what because it's Deadpool and people are going to flock to see that movie so hard. It's going to be incredible. That that movie could honestly set records right there. I, I believe that. And then you're going to trail off at the end of the year with Shot in the Dark at Dark Phoenix again. And uh, good luck because you, you've honestly, that's a very tough story to tell. And you are trying to do it again. So have fun. Well, as long as it's not Brian Singer. Oh, I don't know. Don't worry. Um, He'll just ditch out and go to another movie halfway through. New Mutants is being directed by Josh Boone. He's the director of Fault in Our Stars, which is really a popular movie when it came out. Deadpool 2, of course, is Ryan Reynolds. Josh Brolin announced his cable. The guy who directed John Wick, David Leitich. I butchered that name. But uh, John Wick's a really good movie. I'm really excited about the action in Deadpool 2. And then Dark Phoenix, uh, Simon Kinberg. I I I don't know. But we'll see. I'm glad they're moving forward with stuff like that. So. Oh, yeah. It's going to be incredible. Nazis are in the news. Nazi. Nazis. You like the Nazi? So, So everybody's saying that it's Nazis. But. In release of Secret Empire, or in the wake of release of Secret Empire, Marvel, I guess, now what was it? They asked the store owners to dress up like Hydra. Hydra Eyes, the uh, various websites and uh, uh, some brick and mortar stuff, you know. Right. And And it uh, wasn't taken well because Hydra is such a direct relation to actual Nazis. Yeah, it's tough to promote, you know, Secret Empire with, with Hydra and not come off looking 
very odd in the public eye. Yeah, but it's not Nazis. It's it's it's, it's Indiana Jones Nazis. It's right. not Nazis Nazis. It's yeah. you know, it's Hydra. It's 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 Armin Zola and the Red Skull. It's right. I know it's this. it's Baron Wolfgang von whatever his name, Mozart or yes. Van Va- Van Trapp. They're escaping from the uh, mountains and singing. I, it's it's uh, it's Hydra. Uh, right. I know. I this. mean, I don't. I, I don't care. This. I mean, I understand the Secret Empire stuff that's going on. It's a story. It's a twist. Stuff will be back to normal, you know. But uh, why? Or I mean, and even if you watch Marvel, so this article even says, you know, uh, Marvel's tried to distance himself from this. No, there they they last week, last time on Agents of Shield, <laughs> they barely, very clearly stated, yeah. Hydra, they're all Nazis, all of them. Don't ever let anybody tell you different. And they said that on their show. Uh, but but I understand why somebody from the outside would feel the way they feel. Don't you don't you get it? I mean, if you're if you're the mom that takes her kid to the comic book store just to walk in and you go in just to keep an eye on him while he does his thing, and then next thing you know is there's Hydra stuff all over the place. You you might be like, did they just put up Nazi propaganda all over the place? What is going on? No 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 no. The mistake you learn there is you don't do what uh, what Amazon did with uh, a man in the high castle. <laughs> you you don't put the swastika up on stuff. And I don't mean to make light of World War Two or anything like that, but. Nazis are the the eternal bad guys. They're the guys you write your your heroes going to be punching. Yeah, absolutely. You can't ignore history, so you might as well reinforce. Hey, the bad guys, we're going to punch them again. That's how I feel oh. about it, dude. So speaking of bad guy punching, have you ever played the game called Outlast? Nope. Okay, there is no punching in that game. What Outlast is is straight up survival horror game where the only option you have is to run. That is it. It is strictly a maze and puzzle game in which you have to outrun all the bad guys. Yeah, wait a minute. No, no, no. No, no, no. I played this game. It's called Temple Run, right? (laughs) Oh, dude, this is is way scarier. I used to live stream Outlast 1, and I used to have people crack up because I got into it. You know me. I, I don't mind putting myself in the moment and then reacting. So I would turn out the lights and live stream. This is seriously one of the scariest games ever. Outlast is coming out. Outlast 2 is coming out this week. And they released a launch trailer uh, a couple days ago. I got to watch it. Oh my goodness, man. I, I don't know. I don't know if I can do this again. I will definitely try because I beat Outlast 1. I made it most of the way through the DLC for that whistleblower, and it got to where it was literally stressing me out, just the thoughts of playing the game. So I cannot, I'm excited for Outlast 2, and at the same time, I'm very nervous because... It's just so, it's so scary. It's so scary, man. You have no idea what it's like being, having no weapons whatsoever and being chased around by like a 400 pound naked guy just waiting to beat the crap out of you. I call that Tuesday. (laughs) Then you have a way worse week than I do. (laughs) 
Oh my God! Uh, speaking of worst weeks, uh, the Vision and Scarlet Witch got caught making out. How do you feel about that? What? I did not know this. Are you serious? Yeah, E Online got some uh, uh, leaked photos of uh, Paul Bettany dressed as pretty human uh, kissing the Scarlet Witch on set. Now, of course, I'm not saying the the two are dating. This was actually no. part of the movie they were filming. Where right. uh, the Vision and Scarlet Witch are going to have a relationship, which jives with the comics. I don't have a problem with that. It's kind of creepy. No. It's very creepy, you know, well, seeing how the they... Vision looked like. You know, we've been used to this concept since we could read because that was already established in the comics. But, you know, looking at it on screen, the Vision looking the way he did, you're like, you know, she knows that's a machine. <laughs> Well, the thing is, is you know, they they pretty much alluded to that in Civil War. Right. We knew that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We knew that. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. I didn't I didn't get to see those pictures. We got one I really wanted to talk about right here. Adam Warlock is coming, but not, Just in, not yet. until not after yet. Infinity War. Uh, okay. I'm not gonna nerd nerd the hell out on this one because I trust the Marvel guys, but. Uh, James Gunn is is a great director. His movies are great. I, I'm you know I'm about to lose my mind waiting on Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. We're not getting Adam Warlock till Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three after Infinity War, and I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, is I is three coming out before the fourth Avengers movie or after? Is Adam Warlock going to even be part of Infinity War at all in any way? I think so. I uh. think so. I, I believe that the end of Infinity War will end very open and they will bring in Adam Warlock and probably the rest of the original Guardians in Guardians of the Galaxy 3 and that will then lead into Avengers 4, where whatever is left open at the end of Infinity War will be wrapped up. Well, and I do have a good feeling a, a little bit about this, because if they do Adam Warlock, like uh, I thought they were going to, they could possibly have another big bad down the road, uh, the Magus, who is an alternate reality version of Adam Warlock, who went evil. I, I feel fine about that. But I, I really... I really want to see Adam Warlock and Thanos face off. That's that's not that. I know you do. I know you do. And, and let me just ask you this. This is off topic uh, for for this right here. I personally think James Gunn has worked himself where he he's he's now a prime name. I, I would say he's up there, you know, climbing the ladder up there with Joss type level of when he says something, you know, it's going to be a quality product. Yeah. You, I, I'm just well, I mean, that. just just look at it right now. Look how it's affected the current Marvel Universe. Look at the marketing. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy was one of the biggest things to happen to Marvel. Uh, since when Iron Man happened, when Avengers happened, Guardians of the Galaxy is another flashpoint for Marvel. I mean, it's affected their product selling. You've had Guardians of the Galaxy stuff on the shelves since that movie came out. You still have it. They put out waves of stuff for the new movie. Groot, Rocket, or household names. Every child knows who that is. Yeah. Um, they've are. It's already affected the movies because look at uh, Thor Ragnarok. That movie 
that trailer looks half Guardians of the Galaxy. No, yeah, no, exactly. no, no bones, no bones, no bones about it. It looks like James Gunn said, "Hey, you want me to take a look at that for you?" Yeah, it, it, it and I think that his presence in the Marvel universe is very needed, and he is a prime person to keep around for many, many years. I, I'm just so excited. I, I just wish Adam Warlock would come in sooner, but I trust Marvel. If they have a plan, I'm good. Absolutely. And I, I killed the uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, because eh, why, why even eh. ask the question? We don't care. Yes, this <laughs> if is it's, true. If it's a good movie, I'll, I'll see it or take a kid. So, uh, another trailer we got was Krypton. Did you see Krypton? I did not. I'm well, sorry. I did, and it looks very CW. <laughs> wow. But, but it kind of looked okay. It, it was it was uh, very uh, supernatural supernatural ish CW. Okay. I mean, it had that CW look, but it had a little edge and and a little funny to it. And I kind of felt okay with the trailer, and that makes me uncomfortable. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know, man. I don't know. Now, this is all telling the pre-story, correct? Right. This is about, not even about Jor-El. This is about Superman's grandfather. Okay. And what led to them knowing the destruction of Krypton was coming? Is that where it's leading? I think think it's before that. I, I, I don't know. I don't know where it's going to end up, but I think it is... Uh, the L family and their problems with the the government that led to everybody dying, kind of. Okay. That that's what I gleaned from the it, notes I and read. And there there really shouldn't be any super stuff going on, correct? Right, because they're all on Krypton. They're all on Krypton. <laughs> this sounds like it I looks get, like but, yeah it 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 looked look, like from the trailer uh it looked like the city of Kandor was in there the bottled city it looked right. like you know a lot of political drama a lot of hiding around corners going oh we can't get caught we know too much you know kind of thing this sounds like it better be pretty well written or it's not going to make it out of the gate yeah seriously yeah it's Th- going to this, this it has no it has no pull what's its pull People watch superhero movies because they want to see people have superpowers. That's just flat out the basic thing that people want to see. Now, you were telling a very... You're, you're taking a niche audience, which is the Superman people, which is a very large audience, don't get me wrong. And then you're narrowing it down even more by saying, okay, we're not going to have superpowers. Oh, yeah, no Superman. None of the names that you know or have ever heard of and we're going to tell you a story that you know how it ends because everybody dies and it's on sci-fi channel look i i i see what they're doing i see why they're trying to do it but seriously if if this isn't well written we won't even see a episode five like, like, do you see my point? I mean, that that you're you're really stretching, trying to find an audience for this show. I, I, I just don't know if it's out there. Well, I hope, well, you now know. you could you could say the same thing to use to use an example. Of what I said before, supernatural. That those first that first episode. I'm sure there was somebody a month before that came out going what. 
a horror comedy show? What? What but, is this? Yeah, but, Two brothers? Yeah, but, but you're still seeing supernatural stuff. You're seeing monsters. You're seeing stuff that, you, you know, the bad guys have an ability of which our heroes do not. And that's what makes it fun is you get to see normal human beings take on supernatural monsters and that's what makes that show fun not to mention no 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 no, chemistry... no 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 I'm, 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 that's that's after the fact i'm saying beforehand looking at it you know with forethought it seems the same way it's like the first time i looked at the description for the matrix like what is this keanu reeves in a computer world trying to save know, the future uh, th- why well, i don't want to watch this <sighs> I, all I'm saying is we'll we'll give it a try and we'll give it a shot and we'll see see you know how far it makes it. I'm just saying, in, in my mind's eye, I think they're really stretching it. Well, yeah, we'll see. Uh, it looked okay, uh, and of course right. that's based off of a trailer. Sean, did you pull anything for local hall this week? Absolutely nothing. Well, you did, uh, but we'll talk about it next week. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, I, this was our week to go to where I have access to Barnes and Noble. So once again, as, as a commitment, um, to myself, I bought a new book. Okay. And and this book was not a work of fiction. It is a book of collected papers and ideas. And what it is, is it's a book of the constitution Okay. And a bunch of other founding fathers' works, like uh, Common Sense by Thomas Paine and The Federalist Papers and some stuff by Benjamin Franklin. You know, those things that you never thought in school bored you out of your freaking mind. (laughs) Why are we looking at this? You know, as a teenager, really hard to try to delve into that stuff unless that's your thing at the time. Unless you're that person that's like, oh, I love this. I'm, You know, that person that's going to be a politician whenever they get out of school and and become yes. a lawyer and that kind of you, thing. You know my brother loves all this stuff. No, no, I did not know that. Oh, dude, he was a history major. Okay. No, I didn't know yeah. any of that. Oh, yeah, if you ever got any questions about any of the Founding Father stuff, you just hit him up. He'll give you the answer pretty quick. Yeah, but I was mulling over my, you know, they had like uh, the works of Shakespeare or, you know, the collection of H.P. Lovecraft. And I I saw the book and yeah, I go, you know what? I don't have a quick access. This is stuff I absolutely need to read. I'm interested. Last year, there was an article I read that that referred to something by Thomas Paine and I, I read the article and it was really interesting and really up my alley and... I, I just went for it. Plus, it was the cheaper option, so nice. <laughs> it was it, you know it was only a bill, so I did that uh, twenty, and uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna get started on that at some point. So I, I'm happy about that purchase. Absolutely, dude. Yeah, I'm hoping to have a little more for local hall now that my shift is back to normal work week. We'll see what I can come home with uh, this week. Oh, wait. I, I did not speak. I am so sorry. I do have another local haul. I okay. got uh, really good copies of the Champions 3 and 9. I, I went to... Ooh. Yeah. I uh, went to the same place I got my Champions uh, 11 through 14. 
and they had some good copies of them for a good price, and I picked those up, and I, I, I'm really happy with them. I, I put it out. That's on awesome. Twitter. That's some pretty uh, good comics right there. I, I'm I like the champions. I'm just now learning about them, and I'm really enjoying it so far. I was looking those up on uh, the Marvel app. I'm still using it. I don't know. I'm I'm debating on whether to keep it, man. I don't know. If anybody's got any ideas and thinks I should keep the Marvel now, let me know. Read the Fantastic Four John Byrne run. Oh, I will, I will, I will. Okay. Now, moving on to Lost in Time. One that I mentioned this morning while we were at the grocery store that my wife had never heard of, dude. And this is back, this is candy that has gone the the wayside. Do you remember Bonkers? In name only. I don't have a clue what you're talking about. Okay, Bonkers were small little cube candy, and it was like a Starburst-like material on the outside and yet had a candy center. And they were just delicious. They had many, many fruit flavors, but let me tell you, the one I loved was the chocolate one. Oh, my goodness. Chocolate Bonkers were incredible. I wish they were still around. And now that I, I went, we, we were talking about it, I went and watched the old commercial for it on YouTube. Oh, I was like drooling at my thinking about Bonkers. I totally missed those candies, man. They were delicious. The only thing I can think about when you say that are zingers and how they had um, Charlie Brown as their mascot. Oh, no, 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 no. This was different. But oh. I hated those things. <laughs> I hate I hate zingers. How you could peel that icing off the top of it. Ugh, disgusting. Oh, no, no, no. That was the good thing, man. No. That was good thing. No, you open up a zinger, and then you try to peel the frosting off all in one bite. <laughs> and then, oh, dude. It was so good. Yeah, and then you just get the cake part that you can just, like, eat half of it and throw the rest away. Nasty. The the, the frosting's where it's at. I wanted to talk about G.I. Joe. Ooh, which ones? Well, A-Raw, of course, you know, a real American hero, the 80s version of G.I. Joe, not the old 12-inch figures or the G.I. Joe Extreme or anything like that. I, uh, a real American hero was my... My time in G.I. Joe. Now, I never owned any G.I. Joe. I played with plenty at other people's houses. And I watched the cartoon all the time. But, G.I. Joe is currently not in production. I mean, they are on hiatus. Uh, Hasbro shut down the G.I. Joe division. And it's weird. I mean, they still do exclusive stuff. But, you know, where, where has the love for G.I. Joe gone? I mean... Who doesn't love playing with little figures and guns and 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 great vehicles and, I mean, what what have we done? <laughs> what, I don't know. My man. God, what has happened? It's the Statue of Liberty and the buried in the sand. Damn you! <laughs> oh, I get you. I I don't know, man. I I don't know if GI Joe can make a comeback right now. There, we live in a strange time, my friend. And for me to really delve into why G.I. Joe's not around would probably take me down a path I really just don't want to discuss on this podcast. Right, right. But, I mean, we could skip all that. But I'm saying, like, G.I. Joe was, like, you had great figures. You had accessories. You had basically playsets built into the thing. I mean, anytime you had a, a, a vehicle, 
I mean, that was basically a. I mean, you get two vehicles, three vehicles, you have a playset. You didn't need the whole GI Joe, Joe base, or or the Terradrome, or the big spaceship with the thing. You know, uh, you could or play USS with, Flag. Yeah, they heard the flag. Oh my God, that thing is a humongous. A friend of mine has one of those here in town. I just the appeal of GI Joe was great. If I could have done GI Joe and Transformers, I would have. In a heartbeat, I just love Transformers more, and that's that's what I had to dedicate dedicate my parents' money to. Yes, <laughs> but um, I just don't know. There's nobody talking about GI Joe these days. If they are, there are people my age who loved them when they were little. Or I you... think they they burned that bridge with some half-assed movies, really. Well, you know, they, they were down a bad path long before those movies came out, and the second right, one actually I, I wasn't wasn't that bad. Those were an attempt to write that ship and see if there was any pull there publicly, and they probably did not get the response they wanted, and therefore it is gone by the wayside. Right, and it may possibly be that there just aren't that many collectors of G.I. Joe out there. I mean, I hate to say that, but um, you know they were doing some amazing uh, collector-oriented, like the line that came, was running before the movie came out. Uh, the G.I. Joes they were putting out were uh, great homages uh, and and great card art, great figures. They had, like, the points of articulation Joes had never had, like ankle tilts and stuff like that. And really nice figures. Like, I had actually started collecting a lot of these figures because they looked so good. And after the movies came out, they had those movie figure lines and they didn't sell. They set around Walmart. You know, they killed it. And uh, I... I do not like that I don't have the option to pick up a G.I. Joe figure out at my local store. That is odd. That's an odd thing, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, have you seen it? And like I said last week, I, I wanted to run through some of my favorite YouTubers because that's where I spend a majority of my time. And if I'm recommending movies to people or re- recommending series to people, I want it to be stuff that I know when I recommend it, it is good. And I watch a lot of YouTube. And so therefore I have a ton of YouTube knowledge and want to share it, that there are some great ones out there. And this week I wanted to talk about video game walkthroughs. When the big video games come out and you want to see, man, do I want to invest $60 in this? And do I want to, I want to see how it's played and what are all the, abilities I can do, what are all the features, what happens if I use this type of leveling system versus this type of leveling system, where do you go? For me, that's the Rad Brad. Rad Brad is hands down <coughs> the best walkthroughs for any video games out there. If there is a AAA title out there, I guarantee you Rad Brad's probably done the walkthrough a week before it's been released. He gets... Tons of good content. He is just incredible. They're they're very humorous. He constantly keeps you informed. If you if you watch all of it, he makes mistakes just like the rest of us do when it comes to video gaming. And when you get to those difficult parts, if you're somebody that doesn't like to deal with the situation yourself and you're stuck at a part. More than likely, you can reference his video and find out the way to get through stuff like that. I, I don't know. I, I, I just try to 
I usually try to play along with Rad Brad. <coughs> I play the content as he's playing it so that we can see what choices we make together and stuff like that. Very good. Um, Rick, I, I don't know if you have any knowledge about Rad Brad at all or any of his walkthroughs, but and I know you, you don't really have as much time to game as the rest of us. Uh, have you ever heard of Rad Brad? Uh, I looked at the notes earlier, and I watched uh, part of his walkthrough of Resident Evil 7. Pretty, uh, I liked the guy. He, he had a good voice, and he was pretty funny. Uh, somebody I could I could sit and watch play. Um, yeah, exactly. Exactly, man. He, he has one of those voices that you don't mind listening to. Very good stuff going on. Very entertaining for a person that does video game walkthroughs. I wanted to talk about, now have I already mentioned this? 112263. No. No, because I've been wanting to check this out and I haven't. So tell me about it. So eleven twenty two sixty three is based on a Stephen King uh, story. It's on Amazon Prime, and I've watched most of it. Uh, I, I dropped uh, my service for a while, so I, I didn't finish it. But now that I've got it back, um, I'm ready to dive back in. Now, of course, if you don't know what it is, eleven twenty two sixty three is the day Kennedy was killed. And uh, James Franco, who is great in this show, uh, runs into a guy. He's friends with a guy who owns a diner. <laughs> now, stay with me here. And the guy who owns a diner has, in the back of the diner, there is a closet. The closet goes back to 1963. <laughs> okay. I, I know that sounds weird, but they, they handle it very well. Like, they say... The guy's like, I don't know how, I don't know what, whenever I bought the place, I discovered it, you know, but I've been trying my whole life to save Kennedy, because every time, every time you go into this closet, it sends you back to, you know, whatever day, not, not the day of the shooting, it's like, I think it's three months before, but every time you go and come back, if you go back, everything resets, so he's trying to find the perfect time to go back and save it and come back and and knock the place down and get rid of the portal oh wow so but something happens to him and james franco tries to go go through with doing it he's like a history teacher something like that and it's got this really cool concept that now time is not a a person or a personification but Time resists change in in weird ways. So, um, like, when he gets close to changing something, time kind of pushes back. Like a car comes out of nowhere and hits some old lady in front of him or something like that. Or, you know, there's a sudden storm rolls up. Or, you know, the, the bridge he's on, you know, part of it starts to collapse if he's getting close to change something and and that's how time pushes back not not that it's a not that it's a thought process but it's a reaction to him being there that's odd it yeah. sounds interesting man i i've been a, wanting to watch it for a while and just haven't had the opportunity or the time but yeah that I, does sound amazing i highly recommend it it's really good james franco of course is a great actor say what you want about the guy uh, he is oh, a great actor, so. and in this series, 
he he's nailing it. I mean, there's That's there's sweet. great other stories going on because I mean he's he of course he's three months out from the uh, assassination of Kennedy. Like he's going through like finding Lee Harvey Lee Harvey Oswald and and where he attempts to kill the uh, the general he actually tried to shoot at and runs into a family of a serial killer kind of thing and it's all really good. Uh, uh, and like I said, I haven't seen the last few episodes, which I but I intend to. And uh, I recommend it. It sounds awesome, man. Now, for our Don't See It, we uh, we both agree on this one. And on both of these. And let's just start whoa, off with saying... Whoa, 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 whoa. Did, did you say we agree? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Uh, I'm, I'm I mean, not sure we do, sir. Oh, really? I uh, really. Well, I was going to make a statement and say Arnold Schwarzenegger did some really bad films. Oh, no, no, I agree on that statement. Yeah, that's yeah, that's 100% true. <laughs> and and one of them that I say is a bad film is End of Days. Oh, no, sir, you're wrong. Oh my goodness. Again, again here with this. <laughs> Tell me, please enlighten me on how End of Days was not most boring telling of the end of the world. It was just, it fell into that time in the movie theater where those type of movies were popular. And I believe they just threw one together to make a little money. And I did not enjoy End of Days at all. Oh, no, no, no. They threw two together. End of Days came out the same time that Stigmata did because Gabriel Byrne was in both. Yeah, this is true. And see, that was another. I did not care for that one either. We, I can just tag those on. That time at the movie theaters was not good. Now, now are you going to defend End of Days as a good movie? Well, I'm not going to say it's a good movie, but I'm not going to say, "Hey, don't see this movie." Um, I really? thought it I thought it was okay. I enjoyed wow. seeing Arnold Schwarzenegger in a non-Arnold Schwarzenegger role. I I thought it was refreshing to see him not as as that guy, as as a Dutch in Predator uh, or uh, you know, uh, what was the uh, well like, well, Commando like, yeah, Commando, um, um, Total Recall, like, the mine is totally one of those movies, whereas yours, he, he's not, he's not in there as Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's actually, he's actually trying to act a role, and I thought it was kind of neat to see. I just don't think, I, I think, I, I don't put the heat on him, but he took the role, and therefore he has to own it, and... I don't think he pulled off. I believe there are other actors you could have put in that movie and done a better job. But then again, I believe it's a poorly written script and just a movie thrown together to try to make some money back when end of the world movies were very popular. And that's probably 100% true. So what are you going to talk about this week? Mine is a very Arnold Schwarzenegger kind of movie in, in the theme of like Eraser and Total Recall. The sixth day, yeah. Which where not the not only is there one Arnold Schwarzenegger, <laughs> there's two Arnold Schwarzeneggers, no. because the sixth day deals with a six day violation of when somebody dies, they the government can create a clone of them at, at the time they died from like a retinal scan or something like that, retinal DNA or something, and so it just picks up where your life was. But in Arnold Schwarzenegger's case, he was supposed to be killed 
but isn't killed. So not only is he there, there is now a clone of him running around assuming his life who doesn't know that he's not a clone. Such, it, it wasn't a good movie either, man. <laughs> no, it wasn't. That that was that was another just terrible movie. I I didn't enjoy that one at all. And, and I and I don't mean to bust on the the Arnold, but he did some really bad movies. Oh, he did absolutely. But Sixth mo- Day he- was just oh, I, I I honestly I don't remember watching Sixth Day completely. I believe I was I don't remember whose house I was at. Sat down. Started watching it. I remember everybody, you know, it was one of those where everybody had a drink, everybody had a snack or something, and we're all going to sit down and watch it. And about halfway through, everybody was like, hold on, I need to take a break, you know, use the bathroom and all this. And nobody ever went back to the movie. Everybody just got to talking and the movie just went by the wayside. I I honestly can't say I finished the sixth day because it, it was, I believe, that terrible of a movie. I agree with you 100%. Don't see that movie. Don't see that movie. Well, Sean, that about wraps up our COD podcast. Our COD past. Our COD past. Cast. Well, I don't know what that is. I don't know podcast. what that is either. But um, I did want to reach out to uh, and thank some people who... Uh, I had uh, 55 followers on my Transformers card Twitter link. And oh, wow. I now have like 136 like it just blew up that is awesome congratulations yeah and thank you to anybody who helped do that it's like i said it's just a side product i love doing uh just putting stuff out there for you know me personally and a lot of other people like it too and i appreciate that guys uh that's way cool man yeah and the podcast uh numbers we've saw this week we really appreciate uh share and like and you know next week I want to start doing a ask. I want to do an ask NSSG hashtag where we will answer your questions uh, on the podcast. So okay, so if you got a question this week, hit us up on. You can find me at Maynard ninety eight. You can hit both of us up at Not So Southern Gentleman. That will probably be the one to use if you have a question and use the hashtag. Ask NSSG and throw that together and we will answer your questions. Absolutely, dude. That's a great idea. I like it. Yeah, and you can follow me at Ricky Westbrook on Twitter. Uh, You can search Not So Southern Gentleman on Facebook. And we're on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you want to hear podcasts. It's incredible. Oh, and before we roll out, let's say a big shout out to Mike Becker for giving us some C2E2 photos and all the panels and cool stuff that he got to do there, man. Thanks for sharing. We appreciate it. Yeah, that looked amazing. Uh, he sent some pictures that were absolutely great. Can't wait to see more. Uh, we'll have a lot more con coverage. We'll we'll be going to a con next month. One month from this weekend is the Little Rock Comic Con, and I can't wait I think we're actually going to be able to meet up with some people there, dude. Uh, I got to talk to you about that after uh, the show. Sweet. So, for Not So Southern Gentlemen, I'm Sean. I'm not Sean. I'm Ricky. Y'all have a good week. You too. I'm out. <laughs>